Oh, I'm sure I'd be a third wheel. Oh, no, sir. We'd be happy as hands to have I you. would make it my business to be a third wheel. Welcome to Welcome to the Halliwell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we are on Season 4, Episode 15. The 5th Halloween. Okay, so uh, the first place I went to when we watched this episode was Aviva. I know I've brought her up like every time since uh, Prue died because, you know, hey, we're looking for someone to replace Prue. Why not that girl who wanted to be a Halliwell back in Season 1? I know you're sick of me talking about that by now, but seriously, was what was Daniel Harris up to? I don't know, but I mean, come on. Paige. You know, look, I get it. And in fact, when we were watching it through the first time, I was right there with you. I was like, when they kill off Prue, why don't they just bring her back? But I love what they do with Paige, at least in this season before they start to make her awful. Uh, yeah, which, speaking of awful... Phoebe's wedding was yet... Okay, you know what? We'll get into it. This is the fifth Halloween. Well, I was going to say, I think everyone agrees with you that they should have gone with Aviva instead of Paige because they're terrible to her. They've been being terrible to her for like two weeks now. So we're post Phoebe's suspiciously evil wedding, which... Her dark wedding. I love that. I love that they took the trope... Of the spontaneous wedding that so many TV shows do. And we're like, okay, but what if we twisted it and made a way for it to be a dark wedding instead of a real wedding? And it speaks to Phoebe that, hey, guy in a black robe in the middle of a cemetery, cold drink in my blood. No, this seems pretty normal to me. Seems legit. So Phoebe is, of course, making it all about herself. They're at P3 celebrating uh, Piper and Leo's anniversary. Okay, to be fair, she did, like, just get married yesterday, so I know that this is supposed to be about Leo and Piper, but, I mean, come on, they're newlyweds. This seems like bad timing on their part, planning their wedding around Piper and Leo's anniversary. It doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no way they would do that. There's 365 days in a year. They'd have chosen a different date. Yeah, and I know it's not the same day, but it's like if you have two kids and their birthdays are, like a week apart, then of course you're just going to throw them one big birthday party. Well, I was going to say, I'm curious if this comes back, if they keep the timing like this and keep their anniversaries within a week like that. But of course, Phoebe will kill Cole before they get to their first anniversary, so doesn't matter. Now, Piper and Leo and Cole and Phoebe are celebrating their special days by making out in the booths of P3. And poor Paige is the titular fourth Hallie Wheel. And you know she doesn't fit in because, amongst other things, her outfit looks great. Oh, I was about to say because, amongst other things, they're forcing her to wear a yellow smock. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I think you just, she was at a weird angle when you looked at her before. I, I guess the dress is pretty cute. It's, it's a faux wrap dress that falls off the shoulder and yet somehow still shows off her figure. Weirdly enough, Paige not super comfortable sitting watching her sisters make out with dudes. She decides to leave. I was going to say, I mean, it's not like she grew up as their sister, so why is it so uncomfortable? But I guess no one wants to sit around anyone just making out with their husband. Yeah, so she gets up to leave and goes like, Paige, don't go. If you leave, who are we going to (laughs) exclude? 
Well, and then weirdly, Paige is like, I just think it's weird that Phoebe wanted to get married all of a sudden after saying that she wouldn't marry anyone ever. What's up with that, Cole? And Piper's like, oh, Paige, you just need to wait until you meet the right guy, and then you'll understand being married is the end goal for all women. She needs to start a support group with their grandmother. Mm. Cole interrupts Paige's leaving to give Phoebe and Leo tickets to the finest hotel in Hawaii. Since they didn't get a real honeymoon. They went to heaven. I mean, I guess... Yeah, but they have no memory of it. It's like the opposite of recall. You get to go on a really nice vacation, but after you leave, your memories are gone. But I am so glad you brought up their first honeymoon, because he gives them the reservations for the finest hotel in Hawaii, and is like, I didn't spring for plane tickets, you'll have to orb there, which is not an issue at all, except that Piper made it such a big deal when they were going on their actual honeymoon that she forged government documents. But apparently now it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll just orb wherever. So... Paige is super suspicious of this because Cole doesn't have a job. Cole says, that's a surprise for another time. But really- Surprise! I'm laundering drug money! (laughs) Surprise! I knocked over a bank! Like, what? 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 Just tell them you got a job. Although, in theory, I, I know we haven't really talked about this much, but shouldn't Cole have, like, lots of demon lawyer money? I mean, did he lose his money when he lost his demon half? I mean, from their point of view, because obviously we know that he's the source yeah. of all evil. Also, he was wanted for murder at some point, so maybe they froze his funds then? I. They're not keeping track of it. We shouldn't either. So, uh, Cole toasts the happily married couple. Again, do you know Leo and Piper, Cole? I mean, happy is, like, on a continuum. Happy as compared to being literally the source of all things evil. Yeah. And then, across the bar, he sees... The seer? The seer. I love how she's just surrounded by, like, young, hot people dancing, and she's just like, yep, here I am in my attractive red throwover thing. It's a shawl, uh, it's a poncho? It's Mm. a red knit poncho? I'm not throwing shade at it. Again... I love the seer. I think she's the best villain the series ever did. If only for the fact that she actually accomplished a lot of her goals and survived for more than a few episodes. Oh, that's funny. I was going to say she's the best villain because she actually had goals that made sense and that she pursued them in a a manner that made sense. She's not Zanku is what you're saying, which we'll get to it. No, yeah, but she's standing there in the middle of the club and, you know, she's... It's fine, except that one of these things is not like the other, only in that she clearly doesn't want to be there. Yeah. I just love she's being such a sour presence on the dance floor. So, of course, Cole evil bamps out to go talk to her in the underworld. And he's like, my whole family was there. I could have been totally busted. And she's all, your family is deeply, deeply stupid. That would not have come up. Also, it wasn't about them. So what makes you think they could possibly notice it? I was surrounded by a not the Hallowells field. So apparently tomorrow's Harvest Moon will be the one chance Cole has to impregnate Phoebe evilly. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Which, yeah, because A, we get Harvest Moons a lot. They're not, like, uncommon. And B, like... 
you had to marry her in the dark. Like, this is a whole bunch of really specific stuff that has to go down here. Well, and even if, even if you could only impregnate her, like, one day a year, you're a demon. You could impregnate her next year. You're gonna live forever. You're the source of all evil. Anyway, the seer gives him a tonic to give to Phoebe that will make her super horny and also override her birth control. So, I mean, I know he's the source of all evil, but that's fucked up, right? That's deeply, deeply fucked. I, it is, it is. I'm more off-put by the fact she puts it in chocolate for him to give to her, this potion. Right, because chocolate's the thing he can be certain Phoebe will eat. Mm, yeah. But he also has to make sure that, and I'm going to quote here, uh, you must feed it to her in the morning and then finish the job when the moon is high in the night sky. Finish the job. Jeez. The evil spawn growing inside her will influence her own evil leanings. Boy, <laughs> I wonder if this is going to come back later. What? Phoebe has evil leanings? Gosh. Okay, so you think this is... They're going to reference this later. Not later this episode, but later in general. You think this is going to... This is sort of her evil past life is her out here? Because, spoiler alert, guys... Phoebe becomes the queen of all evil. Um, wait, you think her evil past life is the reason she's able to become the queen of all evil? I think that's the show's reasoning, because, you know, Phoebe's all good and stuff. And, I don't know, I feel like they're sort of, they sort of end up leaning on her evil past life a little bit. Because when she starts popping fireballs later, they're like, oh, you, you had fireballs in your evil past life. I mean, I guess that's what it is. It's so weird on this show because they made everything so black and white as far as, like, when you're evil, you're evil, and there's no wiggle room, and when you're good, you're good, there's no wiggle room. So how are you going to let a character evolve or have an arc or have complexity? And it's like, you're not. Well, you know my issue, well, well, I have my issue with blinking, which is, it's evil teleporting, but is it different at all than orbing it's not no it's just well it doesn't happen in a cgi white glow so it must be evil the way you jump cut out of a scene really uh god dark lighters are their own huge huge problem hey well dark lighters don't blink remember dark lighters have the dark orbing i guess oh my god dorbing hey remember back in season one when the villains were just humans who wanted to kill witches Oh, that made so much more sense. We miss you, Constance M. Burge. But anyway, the seer wants some of Cole's blood for the potion, which, okay, he's kind of reticent about it, but I mean... He should be! See, he wouldn't give her his blood at all, except he's, you know, in a new body and therefore vulnerable as far as being the source of all evil. Like, never give a witch your blood! That's dumb! Okay, so we've got the opening credits, which... Man, I miss Once Upon a Time when it's just a flash and title card. Look at all this nonsense. Remember when they had a cat? I was just about <laughs> to say, it's so... It's odd that Kit is still in the opening credits. I mean, Kit appears, like, once a season, just so we know that the cat hasn't died. They stopped doing that last season, though. 
Like, we're not going to see Kit until the episode where we find out that she became human. And uh, Oh, God. All right. So in the manor, everyone's getting ready at the same mirror. You cannot tell me that there's only one bathroom in this manor. Yeah, when they gave Piper her own room, didn't they mention that the master bedroom had a master bath? Yeah, and this isn't the bathroom we saw her hiding from the uh, movie villains in because she hides in a shower there. So this is all just... Well, it's so they can have girl talk. It's a bonding thing because, uh, isn't it? Don't you wish that sex could replace sleep? Ha ha ha, girl talk. Oh, and by the way, what I was saying about being super mean to Paige, Paige is like, oh, I want to fit in. I like sex too. And they're like, oh, Paige, married sex is different. Your sex doesn't count. Oh, God. Which, let's see how you feel in like, Three months, Vivi, after you kill your husband and start porking your boss. Speaking of, but not, that'll actually come up. uh... Porking her boss? Or having a boss? Having a job? Yeah. Yep, that's right, guys. This is the episode that starts off Ask Phoebe. Uh... I didn't realize it was so... I didn't realize we got to season four before we finally got to Ask Phoebe. We've been making Ask Phoebe jokes since day one because, oh my god, guys, I'm so excited to get to Ask Phoebe. I'm disappointed we can't do where the hell is Phoebe employed. When did she graduate college, even? It doesn't... She she did, didn't she? Um... She did. Maybe. Because she went back in season two? Yeah. 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 You know what? As you said before, they're not worried about it. We shouldn't be worried about it. Anyway, Phoebe says that she wants to go lingerie shopping with Piper, which is a totally normal thing that people do. Mm. And uh, and so they make plans to do that later. In the meantime, Cole has pulled up out front in his shiny new car, and Leo could not be more excited. Yeah, Leo's like, oh, I get to show that I'm a manly man by being excited about your car. I definitely like ladies. I like cars and sports. Wow. And he tells them that he got a new job and the car comes with the job. And Paige is not buying it. Paige is like, you couldn't you couldn't hack it at legal aid. I do not believe you have a job now. Which I'm actually going to come to Cole's defense here. Well, Cole has a good point. He's like, yeah, it was high stress and no money. This is low stress and lots of money. Legal aid is really hard. I have a friend who works in legal aid and I have so much respect for her. It is like, it, yeah, it's it, like Cole says, the demon is right. It's high stress, low pay. And Paige, if you remember correctly, the reason Cole lost his job at legal aid was because he threw a woman's abusive husband through a window. Okay, so this is actually a real thing. I mean, not that particularly. Mm-hmm. But being able to handle family law is a very specific skill set, specifically because you have to be able to detach yourself from this very emotionally wrenching things that are happening. And obviously, Cole can't do that. Although, as a demon, he really should have been able to. Yeah, I think it speaks well to him being a human person that he was like, I can't hack this without throwing abusive dudes through windows. Anyway, he also gives Phoebe a bouquet and is all like, I'm a good husband. We are going to do husband and wife stuff tonight. And Phoebe's like, I don't know, you're happy, which makes me think I shouldn't be happy. And Leo's like, I'm happy, can I ride your car, Cole? It's so shiny. I know, Leo's like, car words, car words, car words. 
And then Cole tries to force the chocolates on her. And she's like, um, no, thank you. And he's like, eat the chocolates. She's like, it's a little weird that you really, really want me to eat these chocolates. And he's like, sorry, didn't mean to be weird. Eat the chocolates. He's literally pushing them in her face. Don't they smell good? And she's like, maybe you are evil. You know I'm not allowed to eat. Whatever. Mm. Just eat. I mean, I know he is evil and they're filled with a potion that's going to, like, override both her mind and her body. But Jesus Christ, Phoebe, just eat a fucking chocolate. But instead she goes, yeah, it seems like you really want me to have a chocolate, so fuck you. I'm going lingerie shopping with Piper. Bye, loser. The two of them scamper off and Paige is like, so what law firm gives you all this amazing free stuff your first day of work when you have no references or anything? And he's like, do you know law firms? She's like, yeah, I do. I, I work with them. And he's like, okay, Jack Carter and Klein. And she's like, I don't know that law firm. And he's like, there are a lot of law firms. And, you know, he does have a job. Like, this isn't fake. So that probably is the name of the law firm he works at. So I genuinely don't understand why we had to hear that exchange. Yeah, and also, wouldn't the law firms that pay like this probably not be the ones that Paige was interacting with? They absolutely would not be the ones Paige was interacting with. But Paige still very suspicious because, of course, she had to inherit that from uh, Prue, otherwise we would have no plot. She skedaddles off, leaving Cole alone with Leo, who is still, like, rubbing the car. Well, you know. Poor Leo. He He doesn't get to do anything. I know. Oh, oh well. At the lingerie shop, okay. I mean, I know we, I know we try not to talk about clothes until the end, but the out, the lingerie that Phoebe comes out in is like a floor-length grandma nightgown. Yeah, she's and she's like, like, "Is this sexy?" Do you think Cole's gonna want my milk and cookies? And some random guy in the background with his wife is open mouth gaping at Phoebe, who's wearing much more than she normally wears in her day-to-day outfits. Yeah, I mean... And his wife hits him. Why would you take your husband to a lingerie store? Why wouldn't you? Okay, why would you get mad if your husband was... I guess, but... I think the better question is why was he looking at Phoebe when she was wearing this incredibly unflattering, uh... I mean, I wouldn't say it was unflattering. It's just... It was fine. It's not... Sexy, though. It's especially not Phoebe levels sexy. It's not especially sexy, and it's not especially revealing. Honestly, it reveals less than the Calvin Klein underwear that Rachel has to wear out in that one episode of Friends where she pretends it's a dress. Yeah. And it's literally more covering than, like, all of her normal outfits. Yeah. But... Anyway, then they have to talk about women's liberation. Yeah, where... Phoebe's all, oh, you know, I should really get a job now that Cole has one because I can't be a big unemployed loser now that Cole has a job. And And Piper's like, you were willing to be a big unemployed loser living off of me. Why don't you want to be a big unemployed loser living off of Cole? And Phoebe's like, feminism. Like, maybe after I crank out a few kids, I'll not have a job. But for now, it's making me look bad that I don't have a job. Hey, wait, wasn't the point of this trip to get lingerie for... Piper? Why is Phoebe the one trying on lingerie? And who's paying for that lingerie? I'm assuming Piper? I don't know. I think it's interesting that they have, like... I I know it's a normal thing. They've got branches set, like, 
tree branches set up, and it's the sort of thing you normally see, like, jewelry on in... Sure. Not, like, high-end places, but moderate-end places. Uh-huh. And instead, they've got this red bra hanging off there. Okay. I wasn't going to bring up the red bra, because this is not a visual medium. Okay. But they have a hanger that has a red bra and red panties hanging on it, and the panties don't match the bra. They're a different color red. You didn't need to put them on there. You screwed up the shot by putting them on there. You could have just left them off and it would have been fine. Whatever. They don't care. I don't know why we do. You're expecting an awful lot from a lingerie store called Intimates. That's not even... That doesn't even make sense as a name. That's like a... That's like a clothing... That's like a women's clothing store called Dress. Yeah. Well, this does fit Charm's... General laziness? Yeah. So... Anyway, their lingerie shopping is interrupted by a woman outside nearly getting hit by a taxi. Yeah, there's a woman who's looking confused and she's just standing in the middle of the street, nearly gets hit by a car, but luckily Piper knows how to freeze time. Good thing. Anyway, Piper freezes time and Phoebe knocks the woman out of the way and then Piper unfreezes time and then they're all like, wow, we moved really fast to knock you out of the way of that car. It's uh, like, you guys, you don't need to say that. People just assume it's fine. I've got an MVP extra, which is the uh, man with the pompadour mullet. There's a man in the background not being helpful with a pompadour mullet. Oh my. Yes. That is quite a look. Anyway, while they're trying to help the woman out, Phoebe gets one of her premonitions. <gasps> yeah, so we flash to the woman being attacked by demons. Yeah, she's walking down one of those uh, smoke-filled alleys that are so popular these days. Yes, and, um, you know, Phoebe really needs to subscribe to a different channel, because all of her premonitions are just people getting attacked by demons. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, she doesn't need the premonition, right? All she needs is for, like, the person's face to light up, like in that Twilight Zone episode, and she's like, ah, this is the person about to be attacked. Well, her powers have gotten so much weaker since season one. Because remember, in season one, she could just see the future in general. Remember when she got the hotel? Yeah, uh, when she was working as a... Yeah. Like, they've really been scaling back what her powers can do. It's weird. It almost feels like they're shifting it to what Cordelia could do in Angel. Mm. And away from... Yeah. Yeah. It's like they've been cribbing Buffy's notes so long they forgot what they actually did that was different. What happened to the things in her visions affecting her in real life? That happened, like, once, and I feel like it comes back later, but... Those went the way of the menstrual cramps that Buffy gets when she's around vampires. And for the same reason, I think, which is that it would make the show too difficult if she's actually physically incapacitated by her visions. Yeah, point. Anyway... Also crypt from Buffy because of that one episode, remember, with Cal Penn? Yeah. Playing presumably a different person than, uh... The character he played in Buffy? I mean, not necessarily. He was a demon. Like, he could have been. Just at college in Sunnydale when he drank the caveman beer? Yeah. Demons go to college. So. Paige is at work in a very fetching sailor outfit. Well, yeah, it's it's nautical. It's nautical themed top since it's red and white stripes. And she says, she tells her coworker that she called Cole's firm and confirmed that he does in fact work there so like i said before 
why did we even have that scene? I maybe maybe it was so that the coworker could be like, um, you're acting you're acting a little paranoid and your sisters are going to start hating you for it. Which point, again, we went through this with Prue already, but whatever. Anyway, then Paige gets the phone call telling her that they've found another innocent and she needs to leave her job in the middle of the day to go to the manor. Does she, though? I mean, what's she bringing to the table in this particular scenario that can't wait until five o'clock? Yeah, they don't even know it's up yet. You know... I know they're the charmed ones, but these girls are terrible employees. So, Cole is having a conversation with the seer in the middle of the manor, which, come on, dude. I mean, it's the middle of the workday. Why would any of these unemployed, terrible employees be home? So, the seer is getting on his case. She's like, really? You couldn't get your wife to eat chocolate? And he's like, get off my ass. It was ten in the morning. And then he hears the girls arriving, so he uses a glamour to change the seer from her normal form to a guy in a suit. Which, in all fairness, we will actually see that guy working at his law firm later. Oh, okay, I didn't remember that. Okay, good continuity. Never mind, show. I I take it back. <laughs> and yeah, he... I love how she... He tells them, I'm sorry, this is Mr. So-and-so who works at my firm. And this year, as Mr. So-and-so is like, yeah, bye. And as he's leaving, he catches a glimpse of himself in the mirror. And he's like, really? Yeah. Even when this year is someone else, she's the best character on the show. <laughs> no doubt. Anyway. Also, her teleportation is way cooler than a lot of the other evil teleportations we get. Yeah, because she, like, glows, and then she's an outline, and then she's gone. Yeah. It's cooler than and different from all of the other teleportations we see. Why isn't this show about the seer? Seriously? I would have watched the hell out of that. But they've brought this confused woman home who was wandering into traffic. This is kind of just kidnapping at this point, right? I mean, you know how you can, like, put people on a 24-hour psych hold if they're a danger to themselves? Do the Charmed Ones have some sort of celestial authority to put someone on a 24-hour demon hold? But... No, no, seriously! Yeah. Cole's super bummed that this woman being in their house means that he can't have sex with Phoebe, and Phoebe's like, we have to help people when it gets in the way of other main characters' plans. <laughs> And he's like, okay, well then, will you at least eat this goddamn chocolate? And she, like, takes half a bite of it. It's, it's a, it's one, it's just like a little Russell Stover's chocolate candy. Eat the whole fucking chocolate, Phoebe. This is like the women at work that I work with who, like, cut the donut in half and take, take the whole donut, Linda. Like, you don't even have to eat the whole thing. Just don't leave half of a donut sitting there. What, who do you think is going to eat that? makes me crazy oh by the way phoebe mentions in her premonition she saw the woman being hit with a light ball oh yes this is very important anyway as they're walking up to the attic to do their research piper grabs a piece of chocolate and eats it and cole is like wait no you know what never mind doesn't matter i don't care about that yeah and piper's like suddenly i can't wait to go on my honeymoon and phoebe's like yeah i'm super horny too what's up with that Oh, I, I don't have siblings. Is that the way sisters talk to each other? It is not the way sisters talk to each other. Definitely not. But I'm glad you brought this up because for the rest of the episode, Piper is indeed super horny. 
You know who's not? Phoebe. Phoebe! Well, she was super horny in that one bit where she was making out with Cole after eating the chocolate. While eating the chocolate. Yeah, for like, the chocolate worked on her for like 30 seconds. Instead, she's going to spend the whole rest of the episode being super horny for a job that's not hers. Uh, Well, she did only have half of it. (laughs) Maybe that's why. So, Cole walks over to uh, the woman... And starts brain scanning her. He's trying to pull the memory out of her brain so that he knows what's up. So then Paige walks in on him. She didn't quite see what was going on, but she's pretty sure it was something evil. But let's be serious here. Cole was trying to pull out the memory of what had happened to her so that he could solve the problem quickly and they could move on to his evil plot. The fact that what he wanted to do next was his evil plot is a problem, but... He was just trying to get things moving. That's not in and of itself bad. Well, remember, she thinks he's human at this point. Which, God God knows how much stuff he could get away with when he, if he had just said, Oh, it looks like my powers are coming back. Right? Also, Cole's lips are distractingly shiny in this scene. Look at them. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... he's... He's he's rocking the gloss. Someone went to Claire's and got a thing of strawberry lip gloss. Yeah, he's got he's got. Well, he figured that if the chocolate wasn't going to get Phoebe horny, maybe lip smackers would do it. Oh God! Remember lip smackers? Remember Bonnie Bell lip smackers? You probably don't. I do not. Hey, listeners, uh, tweet at us and tell me what flavor of Bonnie Bell lip smackers you kept in your purse. <laughs> so. Paige comes up to Cole and she's like, so what was that glowing light thing coming out of your hand touching that lady? And he's like, you're obviously just seeing things. Do you need your glasses, Paige? You wear glasses, right? He's gaslighting her. But I feel like we should come up with a demon word for it. He's like, gas or being, I don't know. I don't have anything. So... Phoebe and Piper come down with the book and they're like, yeah, turns out that the light ball that, uh, the light ball that Phoebe saw getting thrown at this moon was full of demonic powers because demonic power brokers like to store powers in human people. Okay, let's talk about the demonic power brokers and like what is happening here. So the power brokers, they're like stock brokers or like commodities brokers. But instead of a commodity like oranges, their commodity is like... Superpowers. Right, like throwing fireballs or making lightning. And they trade them. But I don't think the people on this show understand how the commodities trade works. Because later we'll see just three of them sitting at a table shuffling them around to each other. Yeah. And also, they store them inside of humans. That's nonsense. They store them inside of humans and it makes the humans paranoid and sweaty, I guess. It makes the human Okay, so you can only store it into human you can only store it in humans for like a day or two because after 24 hours they become paranoid, like you said, and then they start to have the power. You want a bunch of humans walking around throwing fireballs at each other not knowing who their enemy is? Isn't there a whole demonic organization built around not letting shit like this get out? This is the... I mean, 
It's not the dumbest. We've I, got. I know I say this. I know I say it every episode, but I'm just going to go ahead and call it. We have finally reached it. This is the dumbest demon. Hawker demon. I'm sorry. Hawker demon. No. They're, they're demons who hawk things. No, this is dumber. Reality show demons. This is dumber. Than the reality show demons. Yes. Angelic Ice Cream Man. Well, that's pretty dumb. But he's on the side of good. Oh, so there you go. Is he, though? What is good, even? Okay. No, we already covered this. No. So, Karen, the human lady of the, the innocent of the episode, is like, Hey, I just realized I don't know who any of you people are, and I'm not, like, physically hurt or anything, so I should go home and be with my family. And they're like, Oh, no, you can't leave. Wait, wait, she doesn't want to be with her family. She's worried about a deadline. If she doesn't make her deadline, Elise will be mad at her. Oh, Elise. So Piper tells Paige that now that Paige is here, Phoebe and Piper feel like they don't really need to be here to handle this. So she needs to get started on making the potion that'll help Karen. Well, I mean... That makes sense. After all, it's not like, after all, it's not like Paige is the only one of them who has an employer she has to report to. I mean, I mean, Piper's all like, I have to go set up P3 for the concert tonight. It's like, that's why you have employees, Piper. And Phoebe's like, Phoebe. Phoebe's Phoebe. Well, Phoebe's running off to deal with the... What's her face is situation at work. Oh, yes. She's going to go deal with Elise. But still, Paige is probably the worst. And shouldn't Leo be doing the setup stuff at P3? What's Leo doing? Well, I guess he has a full-time white lighter job. Does he, though? Yeah. It's... I mean, aren't these his charges? It's so weird. Once he marries, it's so weird how, like, Leo has three charges, right? These, his job is to watch the Charmed Ones. And theoretically, they are the most important witches, at least in their own minds. Why are they giving him any more charges than this? This is clearly, Prue is dead. This is clearly already more than he can handle. Yeah, well, that's the weird thing that they keep giving him more charges. Because you sort of feel like White Lighters are in charge of, like, a couple witches at most. I mean, in season one, didn't it really feel like it was one lighter to a witch? Yeah. Like, one witch, one white lighter. And he got stuck with three because they were the charmed ones. But, yeah, his plate's already more than full. And the other ones just call him, like, when they need healing. Like... Uh, I have no answers. Anyway... Now that everyone's gone, Paige decides this is an opportunity to get some evidence against Cole. So she starts interrogating the paranoid, delusional woman about what it was that Cole was doing to her. And I mean, to be fair, Cole was doing stuff, but nothing she says is going to hold up in court. (laughs) So Leo comes home and Paige makes the same point that we did, which is, why aren't you setting up P3? And Leo's all like, you know what? I'd rather be having sex with Piper on my honeymoon. Which, yeah, I I get you, dude. Anyway, she tells Leo that she saw Cole using magical powers, and she's scared, and she thinks maybe Cole is evil, and also there's no such thing as an ex-demon. There's just demons who are waiting to relapse into being demons some more. 
And and he's got this car now and this fancy new job. She's like, what kind of job comes with perks like a company car? Lots of jobs, Paige. Lots of jobs. Especially corporate lawyer jobs. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. I just, I don't feel good about him. And Leo's like, Paige, 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 Paige. Shut up. Just because you're the fifth wheel, we don't have to take a drink because that's not quite the title of the episode. Hmm. Just because you're the fifth wheel doesn't mean you get to be a bitch to everyone. Yeah. Also, Cole was a demon in the past, but he's better now. And he's the only one who understands me, so leave him alone. Also, if you ever bring this up again, everyone will hate you and you'll go back to not having a family. In all fairness, this wasn't Leo. This was a shapeshifted Cole who was just trying to further gaslight Paige. Yeah, although, I mean, this was actually smart of him because he has her to the point now where she's not going to bring it up. So... I mean, she did sort of bring it up a little earlier. I don't think we mentioned it, but she said she when she was talking to Piper, she's like, Piper, I think I saw Cole using demon, and Piper's like... Page, shut up. I don't want to hear it. Um, yeah. Interesting that you should bring up the fact that normal, non-evil Piper said exactly the same shit to Paige that... Evil demon Cole, possessed by the source of all evil, said to her. Huh. Huh. Anyway, he... Evil bamfs into uh, the Sears lair, where she's been sitting around looking like the human dude from his law firm because she can't lift his... Because she can't lift his glamour. She's been really pissed about it, too. So the first thing he does is transform her back. And she's like, not cool, man. Not cool. The seer's like, yeah, it's not a good thing that Paige is aware of what you're doing. Maybe we should get rid of her? And and, and Cole is like, okay, but what if I have an even more complicated way to get rid of her? What if instead of just getting rid of her, we had a demon broker put an evil power inside of her sped up the process so she got paranoid super fast and then her sisters turned on her because she came after me because of the demon power and the seer's like that just sounds like getting rid of her with extra steps yes so although his reasoning behind this is i doubt that i doubt that phoebe is going to want to bang me right after another sister dies on her but his plan is not exactly going to put her in an amorous mood either. Also, as you pointed out earlier this very episode, Phoebe's pretty evil. Who knows? Who knows what's going to turn her on? Yeah, grief banging is probably a thing, right? Oh, definitely. But he bamps the power broker to him and he's like, Hey, I need you to put powers in this one lady. And the power broker's like, Okay, that's kind of literally what I do. So, alright, you ready? We're about to be introduced to the Bay Mirror. Yes, the San Francisco. I've always assumed this is one of those free papers, like the Portland Mercury. Is that, I mean, is that the impression you got as well? Kinda, yeah. She immediately gets hit on as soon as she walks into this office. Guy's like, hey, who are you? And she's like, I'm married. Now, uh, tell me who Elise is or I'm going to throw you out that window. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, random person I don't know who came in asking where to find our boss who you clearly don't know? Let me send you straight to her. I mean, I guess she's tiny. I guess he doesn't think she can do a lot of damage. And Elise is pretty tough, so. Yeah, because 
we walk in and we see Elise and Elise is like, and Phoebe's like, hi, I'm here on behalf of Karen Young. And Elise is like, cool. Tell her she's fired because this paper lives and dies by its advice columns. Yeah, she needs to get that advice column to me, stat. And the fact that she's sick apparently is no excuse. And there's definitely no way I can just, I don't know, rerun an old advice column. So she shoves Phoebe into, apparently Karen Young is such a big flippin' deal that she has an entire office. Yeah, I didn't know writing one advice column got you your own office. Okay, even Dan Savage, who writes Savage Love and, you know, is therefore probably one of the bigger deals you can get as far as advice columnist goes, writes other stuff for the stranger. Like, he doesn't get away with writing just one column a week. Hmm. Also, Karen is apparently so popular that her desk is literally covered with letters sent to her. Keep that in mind for the end of this episode. And Elise is like, man, I don't know how she does what she does, pretending to care about other people and giving them thoughtful advice. And it's like, not to, like, writing an advice column is hard because writing is hard. Hmm. Writing something interesting and engaging is hard. Telling people what to do is not the hard part of writing an advice column. So Phoebe tries asking her for an extension. Okay, now I'm now I'm now I'm on Lisa's side again. Phoebe, it's not a college term paper. The newspaper has to come out. Like what? No. Okay, I'm so excited to talk about this scene. Oh my god, this scene is this scene is terrible. Terribly amazing. Okay, so Phoebe calls Piper, who is at P3, having sex with her husband. At in the middle of the club. Well, I guess yeah, in the middle of the club behind the bar. And God bless Holly Marie Combs. Because She's doing various orgasm faces throughout this entire phone call. Okay. Leo doesn't even withdraw from her while she's on the phone. Do you think he had some of those horniness chocolates? I don't. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. He didn't have any of those horniness chocolates. Why is he still fucking her when she's on the phone to her sister? But... Again, Holly Marie Combs, why doesn't why don't they have her do more comedy stuff? Because her facial expressions are hilarious during this. This is the most I've liked her ever. Now, Phoebe's asking Piper how the potion's going, and Piper's like, I don't know. I made Paige do it. Bye! Even though I'm the one who's an expert at potions and Paige has a job. So she had to go have sex with a her husband in the middle of her place of business. Oh my god, this show! Anyway, back at the manor, we see Paige trying to make the potion and keep Karen calm at the same time. And Karen really easily just sort of flips Paige over, and Paige has to orb in her way to stop her from leaving. Yeah, and Karen's like, Oh my god, I'm already freaked out, and now you're literally doing magic in front of me? Oh, and then Cole bursts in and physically restrains me? So Cole's physically restraining the woman, and and Paige is like, Thanks for the help, but I still don't trust you. And Cole's like, 
would you trust me if a demon bamped in from behind you and threw a light ball into you? Which is what happens. And then Cole jumps the power broker. To protect Paige, or at least to look like he's protecting Paige. Actually, this is pretty awesome because um, he and the power broker kind of wrestle and fight. And then Piper and Leo show up and he's like, Piper, it's a power broker, blow him up! And the power broker's like, what? Dude, wait, I'm just... And then it's two ladies dead. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor power broker. He just was, he was just doing his job, man. He was literally just following orders. Oh, but, uh, but Karen shoots acid at Paige and then runs off. Yeah, her hands are all, like, fucked up from the acid. Which is why Leo and Piper showed up. Because Leo could sense her pain and orbed in to heal her. Oh, I didn't even realize that's what it was. I thought they were just doing what they were supposed to be doing and coming in because there's charmed work to be done how silly of me leo goes up to page it's we were a little later this day leo goes up to page and he's like why are you still grumpy i I healed your hands and she's like well the innocent got away and also i was sprayed with acid like just because you physically healed me doesn't mean like can i can i just highlight that sentence you just said yes the innocent got away they are being terrible guardians of the innocent in this episode. So, before she got away, she was ranting about how much she hated her boss, so we're assuming that the demon light paranoia thing is making her go to kill her boss? Sure, why not? I mean, it's one of those things, right? It's an assumption that is a pretty big leap, but it turns out it's accurate, so let's just go with it. And we have a first... We have a first, which is Phoebe ignoring innocence to work on work. Yeah, Phoebe's like, look, I know that our innocent has turned, has essentially turned into a demon, right? Because the power's inside of her, now she has the power, now she's paranoid and trying to kill people. Yeah. Like, so I know our innocent has basically turned into a demon right now, but she's also going to be really sad if she loses her job. So I think this definitely is my priority. Yeah, I have to work. This is the first time that she's ignoring an innocent to work on a column. This is going to be her thing for literally the rest of the show. I'm so glad we finally got here. Am I? Are you? I'm having emotions about the fact that we finally got here. <laughs> That's That sounds about right. Yeah, they finished brewing the potion that will remove the powers from her so that she isn't turning into a demon, essentially. And Piper's going to go to the newspaper to make sure that Karen doesn't kill her boss. And Paige is like, oh, I'll orb you there. And Cole's like, no, no, you shouldn't do that. What if she comes back? There should be someone at the home base, which I guess isn't actually a terrible... Although Cole says that by saying, you know, your orbing's not very good yet. That was just like twisting the knife, undermining Paige there. Yes. Although, in all fairness, he is also correct on that front. Yeah, okay. She hasn't got good at orbing yet. I guess that's true. So, now it's just Cole and Paige alone, and Cole's like, Hey, Paige, feel like you're going crazy? Because it seems like you're going crazy. And she gets upset and runs out of the room, like you would, giving him the opportunity to smash all of the remaining vials of potion. Yeah. I'm surprised this didn't get knocked over when uh, the lady threw Paige over that table. I don't think they actually poured the potion into the vials yet when she threw her over the table. 
strong point. Okay, so at the Bay Mirror... Leo and Piper are in Karen's office with Phoebe as she works on a column. Karen bursts in, spraying acid all willy-nilly, and... And Phoebe does not stop typing. Phoebe's like, hold on, I'm almost done with my column. And then she's like, hold on, let me send it to editing. Although to be fair, Karen bursts into the office and throws acid at the computer. And if Phoebe hadn't printed it, then it would have been lost. She melted the monitor. Oh, I guess that's true. I mean, the CPU might be okay. But Elise did say the deadline was eight and they would have had to turn off the CPU and reconnect it to a different monitor to get that out. Hmm. So, uh, they shove the non-power-having potion down Karen's throat, and luckily it works pretty quickly. Yeah, we instantly see the power turn back into a ball of light and exit her body. And Elise comes in because there's been quite a commotion and sees these three people she doesn't know and her writer clearly having just, like, gone through some sort of physical thing and... The computer is melted. Nobody brings up the fact that the monitor is melted. Seriously. But, but like, Elise, what do you walk into on a normal day that this doesn't phase you at all? Yeah, she's like, where the hell's my copy? So many more questions. Although, first she does ask who uh, Leo and Piper are. And Phoebe says that they're Karen's doctor and nurse. You think that would raise questions once... Phoebe starts working there. Maybe Elise has face blindness. Maybe she never actually meets. Maybe she never actually meets Piper and Leo. Well, she asked who they were. No, no, no. After Phoebe's working there. Oh. Could be. I mean, it doesn't have to do with Phoebe, so why would she? So she's printed out the advice column, which is like three pages long. How long are advice columns usually? Not three pages. Anyway, Elise likes it, so yay! Karen's job is safe, and to a lesser extent, she's not turning into a demon anymore. Yeah, Elise is like, this is much better than your normal stuff. If I found out someone else wrote this, I would give them your job, and then she just leaves. Yep, that's what happened. So, Phoebe's very proud of herself at successfully writing an advice column, and Karen does not have as many questions as I would have in this situation. Well, how much do you think she remembers? Oh, wait, we find out nothing. We find out she remembers none of this. That would just raise more questions. Also, Phoebe puts her head down on the desk. Isn't there a puddle of melted computer there? Well, but there's also so much paper. I don't know. Maybe she was able to, like, put her head on just the paper and avoid the melted plastic. Anyway, back at the manor, Cole is... Super gaslighting Paige. He's using demon powers on her. And he's doing a thing where he's, like, throwing demon bolts at her and then healing the damage so that she turns around and it doesn't look like a demon bolt's been thrown to her at her. And just basically messing with her brain in a very, very uncool fashion. Also, I think Paige forgot she could orb. I guess that's part of the paranoia thing. Well, I mean, she's like, she's clearly beyond sensei right now. She's fucked up. Yeah, she's crawling away. She's literally on the floor crawling away from Cole, who is talking to her the way you would talk to someone who thinks that you're doing stuff that you're not. He's like, are you okay? You're acting really weird. And as he's throwing energy stuff and, you know. Although he also says, 
Why would the sisters associate with me if I was evil? And he does the fire eyes thing. And I mean, unfortunately, Paige hasn't known them long enough to be like, wait, hold on. That's not actually proof of anything. Seriously. So, uh, so Phoebe calls Cole. Yeah. And says in front of Karen, it's okay. She doesn't remember any of the magic shit that happened to her. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, Cole's like, oh, great. I'm so glad that she doesn't remember that you guys are witches. Anyway, then Cole's like, okay, so why don't you and I go to our honeymoon hotel and you tell Leo and Piper to go straight to Hawaii and definitely no one come back to the manor. And Phoebe's like, but I don't have, like, underwear or anything. He's like, you know what a honeymoon is, right? (laughs) I mean, though... You still want something. Paige is trying to escape, again, forgetting that she can orb. And, uh... Okay, seriously, though, as ridiculous as this show is, when she's crying and, like, scared and says, why are you doing this? I really felt it. Like, I was freaked out for her. And I... I... She made me feel a lot of emotions. So she flips out and she starts wrecking up the uh, attic. And then she sonic blasts the dollhouse. That dollhouse will get better, though. Don't worry about the dollhouse. I was worried about the dollhouse. It shows up as a plot point in, like, the crap seasons multiple times. Hmm. God, if I was Paige, I'd kind of want to hang on to the sonic boom thing. Yeah, it's definitely better than the orbing thing. Yeah. Wait, you know what? No, I take that back. If I had to choose between sonic boom and orbing, you know what? I think I would choose orbing. Yeah. But that's just because the commute in Portland is terrible. Actually, teleportation is a really useful power. Yeah. Anyway, now she's gone full-on paranoia and is just walking through that manor, sonic blasting everything. Especially the picture of Cole and Phoebe that is in the living room. And also a mirror, just, you know, because it's showy. Now remember... I, I don't think we mentioned this. When you're going neurotic with power brokerness, uh, it makes you homicidal towards a specific person who causes you agita. Right. So that's why Karen went after Elise. And now, and now Paige has orbed to the hotel room where Phoebe and Cole are having their honeymoon and starts trying to sonic blast Cole. Now, where did Phoebe get the underwear she's wearing? Cole said he would bring her underwear. He's like, I know what I like. Uh, Interesting. Interesting. He knows what he likes. And it is the polar opposite of the thing that Phoebe was trying on in the lingerie store. You mean because it's not a purple moo-moo? That is what I mean. Anyway, Phoebe's all like, Cole, get the potion from out of my purse because I always carry around the most recent potion we made. In all fairness, she and Cole were having sex with a towel because when Cole gets out from under the covers, he's got a towel wrapped around his midsection. Maybe they're into some weird stuff. I don't know. He is the source of all evil. (laughs) Anyway, he takes the potion out of her purse and then breaks it so that he can pretend it got broke, so that he can pretend it got broken in Paige's sonic blast. So Phoebe calls for Leo Leo orbs him and Piper there. They have coconuts and lays, so... So you know they were in Hawaii. Yeah. And to solve this problem, Piper grabs a lamp and hits Paige over the head with it. And she's like, it's okay, Leo can heal her. She says, literally, that's what white lighters are for. 
If I was Leo, I think my feelings would be hurt. So they're like, oh my god, Paige has been talking about how Cole's clearly evil. She must have been hit by a light bulb days ago and she's just been paranoid and we weren't paying attention because we're all horrible sisters. I mean, that was Cole's plan. Good job, Cole. Good job. Anyway, Cole says that the only way to heal her now is going to be to transport her down to the underworld and get a power broker to take the power out of her. Because, of course, all of the potions have been smashed. Yes, he sees that, uh, he he says this because he sees how sad Phoebe is that she might lose another sister. Okay, so here's the question. Is he saving, is he saving Paige's life because he doesn't want Phoebe to be sad? Or is he saving Paige's life because he needs to impregnate Phoebe with his demon seed? Well, it's both, isn't it? Yeah. It's just so weird. This show has so few complexities that yeah you're right the fact that it's both is so foreign to me so i like how cole put on a full suit before going down into the underworld well it was the clothes he had because they didn't stop to get clothes at the manor wait he came from the manor i don't know he's the he's the uh, barney stinson of this show he's always in a suit so piper sort of just barges into the power broker room and she's like hi we're the charmed ones we're going to kill all of you, but if you could do us a favor and take the powers out of our other sister first, we'd really appreciate it. And they're like, um, you guys don't really have powers down here, so how about no? And then I kind of love this. Cole is standing behind all of them, and he's like motioning behind them like, I'm the source of all evil. Shh. Don't tell them, but do what they want. It's pretty great. One of them sort of shoots lightning at them, but not very well. And Piper tries to explode him, but... But she can't because their powers are weak down here in the underworld. And she does a terrible job covering. She's like, that was just a warning. And the power workers are like, "Mm, oh, oh. You're the source of all evil. And then they, they bow down to the source, and the Charmed Ones, being the Charmed Ones, think that the Power Brokers are bowing down to them. And I love it, because there's three Power Brokers, and two of them recognize Cole and bow down, and the third one's like, what are you guys doing? And one of the other ones just zaps him. Yeah, one of the Power Brokers kills the other Power Broker, because he sees that the source of all evil is there, and he doesn't want to get blasted. Um... So, quick, quick head count here, okay? Okay. There are four power brokers we see in this episode. The three who are here and the one who put the power inside of Paige. Yeah, the one who got killed by Piper earlier. Right, but he got killed by Piper because of Cole's direction. Cole was like, it's a power broker, kill him. Yeah. So, what we're looking at right now is four demons, two of them killed by Cole... None of them defeated by the Charmed Ones. Is that the score for this episode, or am I missing something? No. Well, one killed by Cole. uh, Well, one killed by a Charmed One by way of Cole. And one killed by another Power Broker by way of Cole. Yes. All right. I'm just saying. We're talking about the balance of good and evil here. Oh, yeah. Evil is once more defeating itself at a faster rate than the Charmed Ones. So, one of the remaining power brokers sucks the power out of Paige, 
And, uh... And then Piper blows up all of their powers just, like, to be petty. Yeah. I mean, I know they're demons and they're demonic powers, but come on, Piper. Yeah, it's a dick move. They have... Un- unlike you three, they have jobs they have to do. Seriously. I love how... I love how Cole hangs back. Like, the rest of them are all walking out of the underworld. Cole turns around, puts his fingers to his lips in front of the remaining two power brokers. Don't the charm... Like, I wouldn't be very anxious to leave my human husband behind in the underworld. I... I have no answer for you other than that, since it didn't directly involve them, they didn't notice. So, presumably later in the underworld, Cole is talking to the seer. And the seer's like, you know, we would have solved the whole problem of charmed ones if you would just let Paige die. And he's like, yeah, but then I wouldn't have got to pork uh, Phoebe. And she's like, is it just that you wanted to pork her or is it love? Yeah. Anyway, Cole tries to explain how he feels love for Phoebe, but he's not overwhelmed by love for Phoebe. Like he can still feel it inside of Cole's body, but he can control it. They're leaning real heavily into Cole and the sorcerer different people. I am so unclear as to whether Cole... I mean... Because she's like, it wasn't you who uh, saved Paige. It was Cole within you. And he's like, I am Cole. And she's like, but are you? And he's like, yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, they they want to differentiate Cole and the source, but they also want to punish Cole for the crimes of the source. So... You know, they're in a tough position here over at Charmed Central. He asks the seer if Phoebe is in fact pregnant from their porking. And the seer can't tell because destiny is in flux. Mm. Seems like that should be one of the things you can tell. Whether or not she's pregnant. Yeah, that seems like a less in flux thing than other things. What's going to happen with this pregnancy is a thing that can be in flux. But whether or not she's pregnant is kind of set at this point. It's also really lucky Piper didn't get pregnant from this, now that we're thinking about this. Well, Leo's seed isn't demonic. I guess. So, it's angelic. So, the demon fertility potion didn't work because they were working with the wrong material. Yeah, I mean, we saw how specific... I mean, we saw how specific the dark wedding had to be. Presumably the dark impregnation <laughs> was had equally specific requirements Ugh. okay so we got the threatened guest star which was brought up earlier rebecca ryan i have no idea who this person is yeah me either but she gets to sing for like five minutes so somebody knows who she is wb had promotions to do oh god and her band looks like it's made up of just so many people's dads. <laughs> well, I think it's because she's just a singer and everyone behind her is a session musician. That's what I think is happening. Actually, weirdly enough, not everyone in her band, just the one guy they keep on focusing on, looks like he's someone's dad. He's got, like, dad glasses and a dad beard that's partially gray. I guess they did give the drummer a shot, which was nice of them. Yeah. Okay, so... There is, like... You can see all of Paige's breasts, which is a reoccurring theme in Paige shirts, but it's literally a see-through orange top with no bra. 
You can see the entire breast. I mean, I'd say it's more coral colored, but yes, you can see all of you can see all of Paige's breast. Anyway, Paige goes to sit at the table and is like, "Hey guys, sorry that I turned evil or whatever it was that happened." And wrecked a whole bunch of the house. And they're like, oh, you're not a real Hollowell until you've turned evil at least once. And she's like, yeah, but I, I did that in my first episode. Remember when the source was tempting me to evil? That was a thing. And they're like, oh, sweetie, the secret of the Hallowells is that we are evil all the time. So the advice column lady comes up and she's like, hey, Phoebe. It Wait, I want to specify that when you say the advice column lady, you mean Karen, the woman who writes the advice column and not Elise, the editor. Yes. Because this is a weird scene. It doesn't make sense that Karen delivers this exposition. It should be Elise. But they had to make it be Karen so that we wouldn't feel bad for Karen. Yes, Karen comes up to Phoebe and she's like, Hey, so this whole ordeal made me decide that I want to spend more time with my kids. But since you did such a good job writing that one advice column, I told Elise she should hire you in my stead. Despite the fact that I have a big following, which Elise brought up earlier, and that's why I had an office, but... But you are absolutely the greatest advice columnist I've ever seen, so people will definitely be following you from now on. Alright, dear listeners, get ready for lots and lots of people telling Phoebe how amazing she is at writing advice columns for, like, the rest of the show. Also... Again, Phoebe does not have this job. Karen just said that she was going to recommend her to Elise. Also, Phoebe is not going to be taking over Karen's column. It's going to be a whole new column featuring Phoebe. It's going to be Ask Phoebe. Don't you think it would be way more likely that it would be like, I don't know, Karen's Corner still and be ghostwritten by Phoebe? Well, like, Ann Landers is a column that existed for years before the woman we know as Ann Landers started writing it. Mm -hmm. It was just a name that got passed down. Dear Prudence at Slate has been written by many different people. So, I don't know. But then again, you know... It seems weird that Elise is willing to lose the name brand with whatever Karen was running to go for a brand new Ask Phoebe. Max, you don't understand... Phoebe is so good that people are just going to see Ask Phoebe and immediately know that they should be reading this column. So Phoebe's concerned because uh, Paige tried to kill Cole, which means she hates Cole, because Karen tried to kill Elise when she got all demonic ragey because she hates Elise. And Paige tries to defend herself and be like, no, I don't hate Cole. It's just... He's a creepy demon who keeps doing creepy demon stuff. And then she has to apologize to them. Ugh. And And Phoebe's like, yeah, you know what? Don't accept it. Fuck you, Paige. Yeah, I don't know why Phoebe thinks she's so much better than Paige. And then Phoebe and Piper both kind of storm out, leaving Paige all alone. With her sad drink. And her sad see-through top. The end. The end. God. Poor Paige. I'm so surprised that they let that top on, uh... On television? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, speaking of, we might as well jump right into... So, our first segment is, of course, Precognition, where we look into the future to see who will be famous later. And for this one, we have Molly Hagen, a.k.a. Carol. Karen. 
Sure. Karen Young. Karen Young. Our innocent. Our innocent of the episode. Yes, she plays Livmore's mother on She plays Livmore's mother on iZombie. And she also is in one episode of every procedural that has ever existed. I think I remember her from every procedural that ever existed. So much so that when she showed up in this episode, I was like, wait, does Karen become a main character? That actress looks so familiar. But of course she doesn't. Our second segment is Time Freeze, where we see what specifically dates this episode. And I'm going to say the existence of newspapers. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Ah. Oh, how about the legal market being, how about the legal employment market being robust enough that you can get a corporate job that gives you a Porsche? Ooh, that's a good one. All right. And our last segment, telekinesis. What moved you this episode? What did you find genuinely touching? I mean, I mentioned it earlier, but for me, it was, for me, it was Paige's breakdown in the attic when Cole is gaslighting her. Yeah, yeah, I see that. It was it was pretty sad. She was actually acting there. God, this is when she just got uncharmed and she was actually trying. Yeah, this was when she still had to, like, work for it. All right, so that'll be uh, this episode. Yeah, so that's it for this episode. So, uh... All right. Welcome to the Hallowell Manor is partially patron supported. If you would like to be one of those patrons, you can head over to our website, I Love Television Zines, and click on our Patreon. We would like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Cassidy, Alec, Alex, Alicia, and Ryan. If you like the show, please help us out by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash I Love Television Zines. If you have a question or a comment, send us an email at I Love Television Zines at gmail.com or tweet at us at I Love TV Zines. So until next time, I'm Tina. And I'm Max. And this is Welcome to the Hallowell Manor. So for those of you who made it this far, awesome. Thank you. And uh, we'll drop the actual episode of Welcome to Storybook tomorrow. Happy April Fool's. Love